Hello, welcome back to the Life from This podcast. I hope you all are having a great day so far. Um, today we're going to actually cover a couple of topics that we've covered on our website. We thought we would kind of go through some of the blog posts that we've um, that we've posted. There's some really interesting news that's come out over the last couple couple of months. Um, everything from Watchinista partnering with eBay, um, the January 2021 uh, Swiss watch export results were released. Um, and we also looked at some pretty interesting numbers from Omega and the return, the possible return that you can get if you invest in Omega watches. So we'll cover a little bit of all three of those things, but those are going to be the topics that we are going to cover today. If you are new to the Life Runners podcast, we are watch enthusiasts. We absolutely love watches, and so we create a bunch of content around that. So be sure to check out our website. It is lifeontherisk.com. But you can also check us out on all our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, we're there. Um, most of our content is, is via YouTube, so be sure to check us out there. All of those um, various social medias are in the show notes, so be sure to uh, check those out. What I'll do is I'll also leave in the show notes a link to each of the blog posts that we're, we go through today um, from the last couple of weeks. Um, so that you can kind of follow along. So I guess I'll start off with um, a blog post we did at the end of February, February 24th was when it was released, and that is um, the real return on Omega, investing in luxury watches. This is, was a little series that we did. Um, we started off with looking at how much Rolex watches have appreciated in value over the last 10 to 12 years. Now, there are a couple of things that I should kind of say, you know, Watches as a whole are really not an investment. I don't recommend if you are looking just to put your money somewhere with without um, kind of thinking. I wouldn't recommend putting them into watches. I think you should be fairly knowledgeable about watches and and the, the watch market. I also think that watch collecting should be a hobby and not so much an investment opportunity, but um, I digress. Um, but we started off looking at some of the Rolex watches and seeing how much they've appreciated in value. I mean, a perfect example is the Rolex Hulk, um, which is the Submariner with the green bezel and green dial, for those of you who um, aren't aware. And I mean, it, it, those are, I think, when I did the, the video, I think they were, uh, the numbers on those were like 18,000 US dollars right now. And I wanna say it was you know under 4,000 uh, back in 2009. So a massive appreciation. Now, a um, couple things. Uh, First, my source for this is actually uh, Chrono24. So Chrono24 has a really nice feature where if you search a reference, it actually shows the um, the price that, the average price that these watches sold for and were listed at on Chrono24. And it goes back all the way to sometimes 2009, um, but definitely back to 2010 if the, if the watch was being manufactured then. Um, the other thing I want to say is that I'm not adjusting for inflation when looking at these numbers, and I think inflation is something that definitely is part of what you should look at when you're looking at the, the return on, on possible investments. Um, but this time I looked at Omega watches, and it was actually really interesting because, you know, obviously Rolex has a, a huge... The name Rolex obviously is a big a big draw for many people. It's a well-known company around the world and a lot of people aspire to, to, to buy one of those watches. But Omega has some, some watches similar to that like the Omega Speedmaster or the Omega Seamaster um, that are equally as well-known and liked by, by collectors. So the first watch I actually looked at was a Speedmaster and this was um, 
this was the 86, the one with the 861 caliber in it. And um, this watch, looking at Chrono 24 in 2009, was 2,300 US dollars. Now in 2021, the price is around $6,500. So that actually equates to about 182% return from your original investment if you bought it in 2009 at $2,300. So if you split that out between over two months, you're actually beating the, you know, a lot of the times when people try and compare possible um, possible investments, they look at how, how well is it competing against um, the, the S&P 500, which is a fairly, you know, you can put your money in there and make, you know, uh, 7-8% every year, kind of year over year. Um, but splitting 182% uh, over, you know, the, the those 12 years evenly, you're actually looking at a much better investment. So I think the Speedmaster obviously has a, a big draw for many people, and, and that's that, that was one of those watches that um, will always be collectible and people will always be looking for. And so it's definitely something that um, you could possibly invest in. And make some money off of now uh, again this is not investment advice I said this on my on the post but this is not investment advice I am looking at historical results for these watches and so you know the fact that the Speedmaster appreciated by 182% over that 12-year period is no indication um, or is no indication what the future pricing of these watches will do uh, that is where you have to start speculating and making assumptions and figuring out what you want to do about that. Um, the next watch I looked at was an Omega Seamaster, and the Omega Seamaster was um, an interesting one to look at because I think it's a lot of the times if you are getting into watches, it's a it's one of those first watches that you kind of look at because it has very similar stylistic elements as a Rolex Submariner. So if you are looking for something that's you know steel sports watch, this is a great place to kind of land. It also has a really great relationship with James Bond, and so that's another thing that, they would, that you'd look at. Um, this was the Omega Seamaster 300 meter. It's a reference 2541.80. And on a Chrono 24 in 2010, um, the watch retailed for a, was, was selling for around 1,000 US dollars on the second hand market. Now you can probably pick one of these up for about $2,300. Uh, so you're looking at about 130% return. What I'm actually going to do right now is look up inf the inflation rate between um, 2010 and uh, 2020 to see. Uh, so it looks like $1 in 2010 was about $1.20. So uh, $1.20 today. So 20 cents over an 11 year period. Um, so about a 20% a increase. So you can kind of shave off uh, about 20% of each of these returns, but you're still looking at a decent return if you're looking at 130% over over 10 year period. So let's say 110% adjusted for inflation. Um, I think this is just, you know, general interest in, in these watches, perhaps these references, uh, some, some of these, you know, Omega Seamaster references going out of, you know, production, those types of things. The last one I looked at was a fairly uh, a newer watch, and this was the Omega uh, Seamaster Planet Ocean. This was the reference 215.30.40. Uh, the reference number is longer, but I'll just leave it there. And the, the Chrono 24 kind of tracks the price of this watch since 2016, and it was about 5100 Five years later, you're actually looking at um, 
looking at the price to be about 5,800. 5, so it's only about 14% return over five year over a five year period. This is a little bit worse if you wanna if you wanna split out you know the, our 20% inflation uh, increase over over 10 years. If you wanna just take the, take that half, you're only looking at about a 4% return. So definitely much more much more um, muted um, than than others. I found it interesting to look at the planet ocean because I think um, you know something that these definitely at least the watches that I've looked at so far kind of look at is these are long term you know price differences the omega the planet ocean is a little bit short shorter term and so I think um, you know over the short term I've said this before watches are not an investment this is not something that you should be looking at but if it's if it's something that you want to do over the long term and you want to diversify your asset base a little bit I think it's a it's a fine place to to look at and you most likely at least hold your money um, with with most of these watches again I'll leave a, a link in the show notes so that you can you can see these um, the, the the blog post but I think this definitely shows a real stark difference between Rolex watches and Omega watches and really the power that the crown has so um, moving forward to the next one I know I think we spoke about it on this uh, on this podcast before, um, but there was a massive, um, a massive bit of news that came out that Hodinkee uh, partnered with, um, partnered with um, Crown and Caliber. Uh, I thought that that was a pretty pretty big news, and that the the M and A or the 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 contraction or partnerships within the watch industry didn't really slow down. Um, it was announced last week that Watchanista was partnering with eBay. So if you don't know, Watchanista is um, a fairly big player in watch journalism. They don't sell watches, but they're really, really big into the the watch journalism side of things. Their um, Instagram is also incredible. If you don't follow them, definitely check them out because I really love their posts. Um, and then if, if you don't know, eBay is kind of like an online auction platform where you can sell just about any product that you want. But I think watches is a really big part of... Um, of kind of the the online auction platform, uh, there's a lot of watches that are that are sold there, um, and so Watchanista is now partnered with eBay to basically be um, their content creators, if you wanna if you wanna call it call it that. In the past, eBay's gotten you know not 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 such great reviews from a lot of people. Um, they have. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, I don't want to say mistrust, but the problem is because eBay is based off of private sellers, it's not eBay acquiring the watches and then selling them. It's private sellers listing the watches that they have. Um, what ends up happening is pictures aren't great, the descriptions are not detailed enough, and so there's not a lot of information about it. Also, service history is also kind of unknown, and and uh, the condition of the watches can kind of be lost. And I think they've tried to take steps to, um, to get rid of this. I think auth uh, authentication is also something that's been, a, been an issue for them. And they've kind of taken steps over the last year to do that. They've now started to basically have an authentication process for watches over a specific dollar threshold. I think it's like a thousand US dollars. And uh, basically a watchmaker takes a look at it before it gets shipped over to, to the end buyer. Um, which I think is a, a good step, and I think maybe this this um, push to <clears throat> try and create content around watches is another kind of push to kind of legitimize eBay as a place where um, 
where watches can be can be bought and sold and enjoyed and um you know i think that's that's kind of what ebay's uh thought is here watching needs to kind of made a, a point you know they are going to be creating content they're independent in their content creation it will not impact their journalism they also will not be selling watches um, they haven't stole, sold watches and they kind of stand by that and so um, it seems like it's going to be fairly fairly simple but I mean at the same time I think if you are partnering with someone there probably are a couple of biases that will come through no matter how hard you you work but congratulations Watchanista and, and eBay is a really exciting partnership I'm excited to see what type of content they create because um, because these watches are sold by private sellers I don't really know how their content will be I guess directive if if that makes sense you know I don't watching these is not going to be creating content for these private sellers you know what i mean um so I, I, maybe it's just a you know a play for for ebay to kind of talk about watches or i'm not really sure um we'll we'll, we'll see what happens and then we'll end off we'll end off of talking about the swiss watch exports for january 2021 it was a fairly rough uh, a fairly rough um rough month i think the reason why this there were these, you know, negative results for, for Swiss watch exports was because of this negative base effect. Obviously, 2021 January was a, a fairly good month. COVID hadn't really hit the, the global markets, and so they were still kind of performing it at what they were previously. And then as soon as COVID, you know, now we're, we're kind of still in the recovery part of this pandemic. And so, you know, we're obviously going to have negative results there. Um, if you compare a good year to a to a recovering year, so Swiss watch exports fell by eleven percent. Um, Twelve month moving average moved a little bit south of of twenty uh, percent. I think it's around twenty four percent. So across the board, just kind of kind of got hit. More expensive watches were closer to um, there. More expensive watches seem to be purchased more, um, or I guess more than other categories, they only fell by about like 6% or 7% by units and 4% by value year over year. So it's a li it, it seems like those who, I guess, have more disposable income are able to, to buy watches and those who perhaps are not as equipped or cash flow uh, positive as others are, are not able to do that. And that makes sense if you're coming out of a, a really... A tough time economically speaking uh, it, that that makes total sense as far as the markets go china continues to dominate uh top six markets were china in in this order china usa hong kong japan and singapore china continues to dominate they were 16 percent of the market share uh and grew by 60 percent year over year which is absolutely crazy to see um, and then from there, it was kind of negative. Singapore was almost on par, about negative 1.6%. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, across the board, because of that negative base effect, you know, swatch exports really just didn't perform well. I think what's going to happen, you know, I always give my predictions for the next month. And I think February 2021 is probably going to be the similar story. It's probably going to have that negative base effect, um, especially within the Asian markets. I think around this time, around February was when um, the pandemic really hit China. And so um, Ch Chinese results will probably be lower for February 2020. And so if they have another stellar February 2021, their results are going to be insane. So I predicted a negative 9% uh, uh, 
decrease for Swiss watch exports for February because I'm taking into consideration the fact that, you know, China's results will probably be really, really positive. But I think across the board in other countries, it probably won't be get off the get off the mark as as quickly. So some really, really cool news. I, I have to I have to admit, I think I kind of like this format. I know I kind of on some of the previous podcasts, I've, I've kind of focused on one topic and gone from there. Maybe I'll start doing these maybe once a month and kind of go over some of the things that we've discussed. Um, I think these are these are pretty fun to, to make. If you are not following this podcast, be sure to follow us. We are on every single podcasting platform you can think of. Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you can find us. So be sure to follow the podcast. I'll also leave um, links to all of these blog post in the show notes so you can check them out there um, and you can watch our youtube videos where we go a little bit more in depth into each of these topics um, and if you are not following us on uh, youtube you should definitely check us out there because all of all of these things that we've discussed we've covered there so be sure to head over there and subscribe to our channel we'd love to uh, love to have you part of the life from the wrist family with that said guys thank you so much for listening and until next time